Welcome to Innovation Minutes Live, where we discuss all things disruption and innovation at the cross-section of technology and culture. Your co-hosts are Daniel Gonzalez and Anna Akbari, PhD. Hello, Dan. Hello. Welcome back. Another uh, today, California day. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And a perfect day to talk about big tech companies. <laughs> Speaking of the cloud. <laughs> yes, speaking of the cloud. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Before we had the big tech companies of Google, Amazon, Facebook, what what were the companies that were dominating the headlines? I would argue we used to hear a lot more about investment banks. In in terms of giant omnipotent Entities? Yeah, that yeah. that that were dominating the headlines. That were the the place where everyone wanted to go work. Uh, that were you know some that were doing stuff that not everyone understood. That that still mm-hmm. happens to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they they were really the people that were on often setting the tone. They were attracting the leaders that people you know listened to a lot, at, or you know whether they liked them or not. But they were dominating headlines. And now we have the Google, Amazon, Facebooks of the world really taking that over. And of course, last week we talked about Amazon and specifically Jeff Bezos in his seeming quest to take over the world. And by all accounts, he seems to be succeeding. Yeah, he's on that. track, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right on track. <laughs> um, and so, but what about what about the other ones, the Googles and the Facebooks, and if, if I'm forgetting of any other Apple, uh, any other huge yeah. one? I, I well, think the question is, do they own us? And are they, are they the things that are now too big to fail? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, the too big to fail thing, and, and I think your observation about the investment banks is also interesting. And the one thing I think you forgot to mention is that they were the big punching bag in the media, right? Yep. They were the yes. the big yes. the evil corporations that yep. owned our lives, and to some extent still do. But fortunately for them, and and I'm sure their marketing and PR departments are absolutely thrilled. You know, to your point, it's now the Facebooks and the Googles and the Amazons that are featured in the headlines. And I would say, because they're West Coast companies, they're featured in a less positive light Mm. um, in all of the East Coast-based media empires, which is also an interesting dynamic that I know we've talked about before. We have, and I'd be curious if anyone has any thoughts on that, if you agree or disagree that the West Coast companies, the big tech companies and, and, and startups and Silicon Valley in general, if it's, if it's a, uh, an, an easier and bigger punching bag for a lot of the East Coast media companies um, who are sort of naturally inclined to dislike a lot of things West Coastian, just made up that term. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll trademark that. Um, so yes, that's a, that is a, a bit of a tangent, but a, a worthy one nonetheless. Um, so, I mean, I'd almost say we're now at a point where we look to these tech companies and platforms um, and their leadership as, as if they're almost like our elected officials or instead of our elected officials for guidance, for inspiration, for even 
ethics consideration. I mean, that's a thing we see a lot, which again, used to really fall to the banks. You know, Mm -hmm. are they violating ethics? And now the question is, are the tech companies? Yeah, yeah. And of course, the interesting thing is that the tech companies have, much like the banks, been largely unregulated for a very long time. And they've been able to operate in this gray area uh, where they they haven't been regarded in the same way that media is. So they don't have the FCC regulations um, and, you know, and, and any other arena, they don't fit into neatly. And so they're they are appropriately disruptive in that way. And we're, we're now seeing the very complicated and not all positive results of that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, and I think a big part of the problem is, as you saw in the Facebook hearings, is that the people who in theory would be tasked with regulating them have absolutely no idea <laughs> how even the most basic elements of, of what these companies do happens right it's just right. completely lost on them and i think you know that's there's there's a whole slew of things that that goes into that but you know the the baseline is that nobody knows how to regulate them and it's going to be another 20 years before the right people actually make it into government and mm-hmm. have the space to do that before that can happen mm-hmm. uh, you know these companies are moving at light speed with respect to product innovation maybe not so much facebook in terms of 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 the the rapid pace of innovation, but definitely Google and definitely Amazon. Um, I think Facebook is the easy punching bag because let's face it, most most baby boomers who make laws are on Facebook. So they kind of, even though they think it works on email, which is insane and not correct um (laughs) that that they kind of understand it so it's it's an easy thing for them to wrap their heads around or easier than something like amazon which is this spidering behemoth right which most people have a very limited understanding of of all the things that it controls or has has its hands in or is collecting data on um and i think one of the the tricky things with a lot of the well there's two really. One is that a, a lot of these companies, these big tech companies and platforms come into our lives under the auspices of this warm and fuzzy connection message. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're either connecting with people we love. There's, you know, of course, there's the new Facebook ad campaign that's all about why it's great when we get back to just the connection and then it's just like pure state of, of Facebook as if that ever existed, um, as if it ever didn't have these underpinnings of, I mean, maybe in the early days when Zuckerberg was launching it as face smash or whatever it was in, uh, in, in Harvard and he just wanted to get a date. I mean, maybe that, maybe that was the exception, but once it launched as Facebook, certainly it was all about monetization because that's how it works. And it's also about collecting data because that's how you more accurately and efficiently monetize it. So I think we have this mixed messaging where they come into our lives as warm and fuzzy as connection platforms, yeah. right? When in actuality, there's a whole other layer that we almost don't want to admit exists, or we think, oh no, because we associate it with love and friendship and brands we love or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. all these things that we have a real emotional connection to. And then the other is that it's integrally linked with 
the tech devices that are extremely addictive to us. So it's yeah. not just the 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 what happens on Google or or Facebook. It's it's also what Apple, for instance, is able to produce in the smartphone and do so very, very cleverly. And it's that partnership between those two things, the tech that we cannot put down and the platforms that we become really addicted to being on. And, you know, then we have to go back to that question, do they own us? And I would say, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, just to draw a distinction, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, a small point, but I think in general, you know, if you if you take the big four, right, Amazon, mm. Google, Facebook, and Apple. Um, Apple, Apple probably does the best job in terms of segmenting what users do with what the product is, and, and kind mm. of keeping keeping privacy contained and and in a yep. safer place. Um, I will say we're fortunate that Zuckerberg didn't invent the iPhone because I think things yes. would be very 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 different. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, to your point about starting these companies, starting off as one thing and transforming into something else, it, it kind of, it reminds me of my, what's, what was interesting to me last week in terms of the, the field of business intelligence and how that's growing and morphing. And these companies are definitely leading the charge in terms of that technology. And that's because, you know, at some point Zuckerberg realized, Hey, we have all these people sharing all these intimate emotions and experiences think about what we can learn about the human consciousness and how do we create a machine that can capture that, right? And okay. ultimately start to mimic it. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Bezos had the same observation and, you know, Apple to a lesser extent, definitely Google. Um, and, you know, the immediate use case for that is finding out more about us so they can sell us back more things that we're likely to buy, right? So that's, that's evil in a way, I guess, if, mm -hmm. if you want to look at it that way. But, you know, I think the bigger question is, what's the longer term implication of that? What happens after they're done selling us more stuff? Well, I think that 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 question of of, of evil is is interesting, given Google's tag tagline or mantra or whatever, you know, whatever they call Isn't it do no evil? Yeah, it was uh, the original tagline was don't be evil. <laughs> but okay. But if you remember, they spun out into Alphabet, which I don't know what Alphabet's tagline is. I'd be interested to. They were like, oh, we can't in good faith, really. Like, that's just yeah, too... Well, <laughs> Google is now the don't be evil department of Alphabet, which may or may not have a different mission statement. Which brings up an, enti an entire podcast-worthy conversation on how do we define evil? And what if, if, if selling people, if collecting people's data and selling them things that they don't need is not considered evil, and I'm not saying it is, but if it isn't, then what would they need to be doing to cross that line? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and, and I think, I mean, the big issue for me personally is I don't know what happens after they're done selling us things. I, I don't know what that next business model is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, there was a, there've been some recent journalists who have um, gone and because it's becoming kind of trendy now to download your data from Facebook and from Google and to, right. and to analyze it. And one recent one that I read was interesting in that um, they felt like even though the Google information was, was more vast that it had, it had accumulated a, a, a huge number um, of data points on them. It seemed more transparent 
and predictable and easier to kind of delete. Whereas the Facebook one was quite predictably um, confusing, hard to get rid of, and a bit shocking as to what they had on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, you know people in, in internet marketing, and as do I. And anybody who's spent any amount of time with Facebook's advertising platform will tell you that you can basically target down to they don't tell you the exact person you're targeting, but if you wanted to send a message, an advertising yeah. message to yeah. aunt in, yes, you know, yes. in Iowa, you could do yes. you could yes, find you could. her through their their filtering. So mm-hmm. that's that's the scary part. And in a sense, that is, you know, we talked about last week how Amazon actually, even though it's a big conglomerate, does do a sizable amount on behalf of entrepreneurship for the little person by mm-hmm. allowing m- many, many people to become quite wealthy launching Amazon stores. Um, yeah. And we could also argue that a lot of that is done in partnership with running Facebook ads, um, that that is a, that is a way... Yeah. Well, no. And, and I mean, to that point, Facebook is a huge driver of, of customer awareness. I mean, you know, you, if you're launching an online business, you have to have a Facebook group and a Facebook yes. presence. And, yes. and that's how you, you reach a pretty big chunk of your audience these days. And I wonder, you know, how long that will last, uh, because yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you do see, of course, there was the campaign for people to get off of Facebook. Right. And, but, well, but you do, I would imagine it's demographic specific, right? Yeah, exactly. And you do see a kind of um, a pretty large disinterest in it amongst the younger population mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. a, a very strong migration to other platforms, whether it's Instagram or Snapchat or something else yet to come into prominence. Yeah. Um, so I think the question is, are these, are these companies here to stay in some form? And are they too big to fail? What would happen if, you know, we thought that it would be an impossibility that a bank would go under? Uh, so what would happen if Facebook or Google went under? <laughs> That's a little scary. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe, maybe not so much Facebook, but if Google went under, we would have some major problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's interesting because as much as these companies seem to dislike each other or, or, or keep a cool distance from each other. They mm-hmm. don't play nicely uh, together. I think we can at least say. You don't think they meet in some secret room every, every quarter? Like, the, well, but like, that's the, the, the James Bond uh, specter, like the evil, <laughs> evil geniuses. <laughs> they have their meeting and. Look, I I, I do not know if Bezos and Zuckerberg have some kind of a secret underground tech mogul handshake, you know, war room that they meet in. <laughs> they, they use Elon Musk's tubes to, to right. go between their offices. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering if, if people really acknowledge how interdependent these companies are on each mm-hmm. other and how much they really benefit from each other because they're all part of this ecosystem. So whether it's someone having, you know, launching something uh, on an Amazon store and, and needing to 
um, run ads on Facebook and have that be optimized specifically for engagement on the iPhone. And, you know, I mean, there's just, there's a million ways that these things are all so integrated um, that you have to think if one did fail, and again, I don't think it's an impossibility. Any Certainly, it's no more of an impossibility than banks failing. Yeah, uh, with, with the caveat that I don't think they would fail overnight. Mm-hmm. I, I can see, you know, much in the same way that we saw some of the early social yeah. networks slowly die over time. <laughs> I can see Facebook going that way. Facebook as a web-based social media platform, you know, He's done, Zuckerberg's done a good job of diversifying across WhatsApp and Instagram. and Yes, yes, absolutely. So they, they do, as a legal entity, they have a path forward in a number of ways, which is, is fine for them. Facebook as a platform, as we know it today, probably not right. a super long-term roadmap ahead for them. Yeah, I, I would agree. Well, we want to hear what you think um, about these big tech companies. Do they own us? Uh, are they too big to fail? And what's next for them? So please find us on either social media or whatever platform it is you're listening to this podcast on. Is your company innovative? I mean, actually innovative. A foosball table alone doesn't cut it. Not sure? Head over to hvck.co and take our innovation quiz. We'll send you a personal response and tell you where your company is killing it and where it's struggling. And if you're listening to this podcast, you might also like one of our online courses. Check out our courses on enterprise entrepreneurship, on how to win a hackathon, or on how to apply startup principles to the way you live and work, all at hvck.co. And now we are gonna transition into our favorite segment and talk about what's exciting us in the world of tech and innovation. Dan. Okay. I've got a good one this week. Um, All right. So a good friend of mine has, you know, like, like probably everybody you know, is starting their own um, blockchain company. And um, his, his concept is, is actually, an, it's an interesting one. It's called Beef Chain. And Love the name. Yeah. What, what he's done is he's actually partnered with some of the, the big ranchers in Wyoming, which strangely enough is, is kind of a little hub for, for blockchain activity, given their, their legislature and the passing of some very blockchain friendly bills. Um, and what they're doing is they're tagging over 1500 heads of cattle with RFID chips and putting them on the blockchain as a way to differentiate them from the rest of the commodity beef that's that's bought and sold on the market. So right now, if if you can have the the healthiest cows, you know, up to the point when you slaughter them, and right now they just get lumped in with all the other beef. They just become beef in this commodities market that's that's bought and sold at a at a fixed price. And what they're looking to do is actually um, legitimately verify that these cows are or cattle, whatever you call them, um, are you know. Indeed, like free range, they don't eat any kind of like corn grain, they're just grass fed, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they don't see the inside of barns and doing all this on the immutable ledger on the blockchain, and then being able to charge a premium. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, it's it's just a really interesting you know we see so much stuff about cryptocurrency and you know ICOs and scams and the SEC and everything else. So this to me this kind of just stands out as a a really basic um, use of the technology that can help a traditional business because when you think rancher in Wyoming 
you don't think cutting edge technology. So it's it's just really interesting to me the juxtaposition yeah. between the very very old school. Like you don't get much more old school than actual cowboys, yep. and and the very 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 new school of blockchain. So it, it was it's just an interesting one to me. That's an awesome combo. And of course, uh, for another project that we were working on, we were digging into food science and the future of yep. food technology Safety and supply chain yeah yes and and so this this really makes sense the 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 marriage of the two um and as someone who's a big fan of beef <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell and good quality beef i'm down with the beef chain yeah <laughs> um, get on the beef chain <laughs> Some advertising agency could really oh, it's amazing with this it's one. It's really good. <laughs> um, okay, beef chain. That's where it's at. Um, I am excited about a little. I don't know if they're little. I think they're still little. Uh, company that I found out about via Product Hunt, and it's called Wikibuy, and it's a plugin that integrates into your browser. And no matter what website e-commerce site you're purchasing something from, it automatically will do a check for promo codes. Because I used to be one of those people that would be going to buy some, I buy a lot of stuff online. In fact, I buy almost everything. <laughs> almost online. all your stuff. <laughs> and almost every, if I own it, I probably bought it online. Um, and, and, but I know that when I would go and search for promo codes, I would often find one that would get me some kind of a di enough of the time yeah, that it yeah, was worth yeah. doing a search. But this takes that, that extra step out for you and it scours uh, the web and it finds out where you can save money. And I've already, it's already auto saved me a, a decent amount on purchases. Um, and it's, it's unobtrusive. It just, integrates into your browser and uh yeah i really i really like it so far wikibuy and it's free so that is what is exciting us uh let us know if there's anything we should be paying attention to or talking about otherwise we will see you next week where we will turn our attention to the connected home and all those listening devices until so, then <laughs>